Anchor.fm is the best podcast streaming platform and hosting platform out there on the internet. Everything's free uh, to upload, free to download, free to listen. Uh, They give you an ad right off the rip for you to make sure uh, that you're making some money. Uh, But the big thing, it's free. You can edit it right through the right through the app itself Um, it's everything you need to make in a podcast all in one place Um, but the big thing is you got to download the free anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today hey everyone it's the comedy (laughs) it's the comedy and mushroom gold podcast we're back you thought that was a weird intro well good uh, today we've got Jason Malterno on. He's the most underrated comic in Cleveland comedy. We're going to talk about that. Ray said that. He's earlier, not even a but... Cleveland comedian. You disrespectful fuck. fuck. Greater Northeast Ohio area comic. Youngstown's got its own comedy syndicate because because the mob. You know, we're like a satellite. We're like Kent State Trumbull. You know, that's what Youngstown is to Cleveland comedy. I don't know what Kent State Trumbull is. It's like Trumbull a satellite County. to Penn State. See, that's how, oh, okay. how unknown it is to most people. It's like Ohio State Mansfield. That's is, is that's not a real thing, is it? Is that real? Yeah. There's a Mansfield campus. I got so when I was looking to go to college, I wanted to go to Ohio State. Like every person in 2008 wanted to go to Ohio State. I, I didn't get accepted to main campus, but I got accepted to Mansfield. I got so accepted to Ohio State. Did you? Well, the... you you're like 37 years older than us. Wait, <laughs> was it easier to get into in 2002 than 08 because they won yeah. the national championship? Yeah. It was right. man, is that the one you go to for like a semester and then you try to transfer to main campus? And if they don't, 100%. Let you, you yeah, go you go for like a year and then you move over there. That's okay. like what Rudy had to do on the movie Rudy. He went to like another school, and then he went to Notre Dame. Wait, did he in real life? I mean, I assume they didn't make it up for the movie. Who's the Who's the guy that plays him that also plays like Samwise? That's the same guy, right? It is not the same guy, but he looks like him. Wait, no, it's the same guy. It's the same same guy. Are you sure it's the same guy? Not Frodo. Sam All right, was. we're gonna already have to do research on this episode. This is bullshit. Sean I didn't even know that Rudy, Rudy came out in '93. This is this common is, knowledge. This is why we need Sean a sponsor because then we can pay a lookup guy to just do this. What was we his name? Like, Kevin. Kevin, yeah. I'm telling you, man. If we like go to some college and we're like, "Hey, we can give you media experience. We can't pay you anything at all. You might even lose money." But you just have to look stuff up for an hour a week. If we can get somebody their college credits doing this, that's fair. It's it's the same it's guy. Not. It's the same guy. It is the same like, guy. Like I said, <laughs> he was also the guy from the Goonies. This guy has been in every movie that I'm was, supposed to like. Dude, he was in Stranger Things. He's don't tell every guy. He's not going to believe that. I don't like Stranger Things because I'm an adult. Um, Season one was good. I kind of lost interest. Yes, yeah, sir. He was in 50 for, Oh, he's the, he's the brother from 51st Dates too. He's yeah, been in that, everything, dude. He's been in a lot. Not he's a lot. been in a movie, a short film in 2007. He played the role of Jeff in My Wife is Retarded. Is that the real name of the movie? Dude, 100% the name of the movie is My Wife is Retarded. 
I hope they re-release it this year, like on Blu-ray. 2007 was a wild time that that's what it was. I wonder if that was a political statement or it was actually just like the way we used to all just say retarded. I brought you it's that one because that was about, remember The Other Sister? Did you remember, do you ever remember seeing that movie? No. No, but here's the thing. They did make The Ringer in 2007, I'm pretty sure, and that was a movie about a guy who lies about being disabled to get in the special olympics Starring that movie Johnny was Knoxville. funny for one line and one line only and that yeah. was the when did we get fucking or when the fuck did we get ice cream like that whole movie was set up for that that's a good point i, I want to uh, there's not even a wikipedia page for my wife is retarded i just want to read like the blurb that they usually give for movies to see like what's the context generally there's legit not even a link to like click on it in this Wikipedia. Everything he was, uh, his name uh, was he, he was in a movie or a trailer called Boobathon in 2012. Is, is Sean Astin the most problematic actor of the 21st century? I think he's just his stock wildly fluctuates. He's either like in absurdly good movies or just bad ones that are 10 minutes long <laughs> and problematic yeah we're not we're gonna get pulled off of whatever platform for using that word when we're just pointing out that uh that was the name of something which is a problem yeah between that and insulting the quran last week i think we're like we got maybe two episodes left before i feel like we we could have just let that sit because that was a guess that wasn't even us so like if it would have just went by without being brought back up i think we would have been fine but thanks for that yeah jason just so you know like if you want to say things about the quran or any religion go for it we just won't agree with you so that we can stay um, on there i don't know too much about the quran you know um, I don't really even know how long it is, and I don't even know if it's one book or multiple books, if I'm being honest. If I Neither bought the Quran, would it be one single book? I think it's been out long enough where, like, you know how, like, you can buy comic books? Like, like it'll be like, you'll get uh, years 1994 to 2002. Like, you'll get them all in, oh. like, one book. I think at this point, even if it was multiple books, like you can get it in one book. I thought it, I thought it was like just like the Bible, where like my grandma used to just carry around like pocket New Testament, but not the entire like Bible. Oh, the little green ones. Yeah. Yeah. Where it just had the key books in case she was. But yeah, that's buying. because the Old Testament was written by those pesky Jews. The Old Testament is just weird. I love it. And the new the New Testament's not weird. Like it's got like no. Well, Revelation is, but the old one is the weirdest. That one at least kind of makes sense. Like that's where like the Ten Commandments comes in. Like the New Testament is like Jesus was born. He was real groovy, liked wine, was super into sluts. Like that. That's all the New Testament is. The the New Testament is like four dudes watched the same movie on Jesus's life and then each wrote their own recap of it and it's kind of different. That's the New Testament. The Old Testament's where shit gets nuts though. The New Testament is podcasts. You said they get some of it exactly right. There's a few like New Testament things where it's just like identical in like some of the books. Like the parables are just identical. Yeah. So that that pesky Jesus. Oh, hey, 
Can we talk yeah, about this real quick? Yeah. Speaking of Jesus. Um, so I went for a walk yesterday with Joe Graham, actually. And we went to Lake. Jesus walks? Huh? Jesus walks? No, just like a normal stuff. Well, actually, it became a Jesus walk. Yeah. So we went to like Lakewood Park and they have this thing called the solstice steps. And so you can like watch the sunset on these like giant stone step things. And it's really nice. Uh, Were you using marijuana while you did this? I can't confirm or deny that. But okay. I was going to say it's an awful waste of time to not use marijuana. Well, because what I'm about to say next, like if like you had to be on drugs to see it. There was like a group of ki- there was like a group of Cobra Kai children dressed up in like all black w- with red belts, literally hanging a dude on a crucifix right on top of the solstice steps, and then using a drone to take a video of it. What day was this? This was Sunday. Oh, I was so gonna well, say because like, I got I did mushrooms on Saturday because it was the spring solstice, so I was seeing some crazy shit. This was like Sunday yesterday at like as it was the spring solstice. Yeah, Saturday. No, you. but you you said you did mushrooms because it was the spring solstice. Well, I'm kind of taking credit for it because, like, I had scheduled to do it, like, two weeks ago and then, like, fucked off and did something else. I forget what it was. And then I woke up on Saturday and I was like, well, today's as good a day as any. And then I saw it was the spring solstice. So I thought that it was the universe talking to me because, like, I was already prepared. So um, it happens, you know. It looks like you're in an interrogation room. Like, do you have any, like, did you have no pictures you put up on your wall? Me? Yeah, it looks like you're in an interrogation room. Okay, like, <laughs> this is... It, must, it looks really, like footage on a Dateline episode. Like, the first 48? Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm in the interrogation room. Um, I picked a spot that doesn't really have... We don't really have much on our walls. Uh, period. We live in an apartment that we're not trying to stay in forever. So yeah, I know, but still, don't you want to not look? I've at got, I mean, I've got paintings out in the hallway, and we've got shit up like around the rest uh, of the house. You but, have like, the old this... stone tavern paintings? No, um, <laughs> the ones that were in my house when I was going to the stone tavern all the time. I wish mm-hmm. I had the stone tavern paintings. That'd be so cool. I miss the stone tavern. Why are you? Yeah, I don't like life painting. itself. The paintings were always, it was just like, they, they just tried to be outrageous. It was just like, like take like a cartoon character and make it sexual and violent. I feel like that was every Stone Tavern. <laughs> but that was the cool part about Stone Tavern was that it was kind of, like it was kitschy and it was weird, but it was like also self-aware of the weirdness. So like when somebody would come in and be like, the paintings in this place like nobody was like fuck you man this is our spot it was like yeah man our paintings are ridiculous like everybody was kind of in on it i guess for clarification we should tell everyone that the stone tavern was an old monday kent comedy show that ended in probably it's been like five years right it was like 2004 it might have been 2016 it was 2016 because i know that i because i was out of the country for the final show and i didn't get to go to it so that was uh one of the coolest experiences because like i didn't know curtis cook before he moved because he was like way ahead of my time and that place was like jam-packed like pre-covid pre like thinking about germs pre-fire rules apparently because there were like 100 to 150 people smashed in stone tavern 
and the, everybody last, was talking. Sorry. For the last comedy night. Yeah, like it was jam packed. It yeah. was, it, but like everybody was like talking amongst themselves and like catching up. And like, so when you did time, you just kind of knew that like nobody was going to pay attention except for those right by the stage. So like, like usually you get pissed when people are like talking, but that one was more like, we're all here hanging out. We're all doing time just to say we did it. And then Curtis Cook went on stage and just shut it down. Like every, like he controlled that entire room. And I like I had been there for like punk rock shows where they're throwing cake around. Like he controlled that room like nobody had ever seen do it in like the time that I've been going there. Yeah. Do you remember the St. Patrick's Day shows they used to have? Did you ever go to those? Yeah, I probably did. Day. Or you had I was there all the time. There used to be a daytime show on St. Patrick's Day. Yes. I I had to work because like when I started doing comedy, I had to work the year. Cause it was only open like a year and a half of me being into comedy. So I think yeah. I had to work the one time. Okay. That's, um, I think I played there once, like when I was in high school and in a band, but I don't think I ever did comedy there. Yeah, they did. They did a lot of music. Yeah. Well, that was the cool spot or coolest part about that spot is like when I was selling cars, I would have like Tuesday or Wednesday off, like right in the middle of the week. But, like, you would go there at, like, 1.30 in the afternoon and just, like, grab a beer or something. And, like, somebody who wasn't working there that you knew would always be there. Like, it was, like, our clubhouse. Like, you would just, like, yeah. a Kent clubhouse where you'd go in and then it'd be, like, 1.30 in the afternoon. And then the next thing you notice, it's, like, 9 o'clock at night. And you're, like, well, I might as well just stay out at this point. Like, it was a good they, thing and it was also a bad thing, but why did they close? Because I was I never understand when places like that that are like it was new out. owners, I think. Right? Um they so the people who owned downtown, like that was when like all that uh government stimulus money was going through for like businesses that Obama was doing. Um, so like he gave a bunch of money to like recoup downtowns. So the rent started going up, and then um Pacific East wanted to go into that building so like there was the tattoo shop and stone tavern and the guys at the tattoo shop got busted uh trafficking drugs um so then they had to shut down the tattoo shop so that gave the owner of the building a reason to kick stone tavern out or jack up the rent when their lease was up and so they couldn't afford it anymore and then pacific east went in there oh that was a good history lesson i wasn't expecting that Hey man, you got to be in the know. It's it's one of those things where when they and I know Lou, like the owner of the Stone Tavern, like he hangs out with like Jorge and and Anthony and all them. So yeah. like when you're around, like you hear the stories and whatnot. Oh, and they gave us a free drink too. Was it one or two free drinks? To perform? At least cool. one. Yeah. Just for coming to the open mic. No, if you were a performer. So if you just came, then no. But if you were a performer. Well, I mean, that's more than like any bar I've ever been to to perform comedy is done yeah. for just like a weekly show. Well, Grindstone does a meal, which is I've never seen that's, that before. What was was wait? So was Stone Tavern like an open? Because like Grindstone, you have to get booked on. Was Stone Tavern an open mic or you? It was like a down? loose booked open mic. Oh, okay. it, it was basically Water Street before Water Street. Like they just kind of tried to move that over there, and it's just it's lost its soul when it was running, just because like. Nothing against Beater and everybody at the Water Street, but like it's, it, it's not the same. It's like more like corporate and based around money and shit like that. Where like the Stone Tavern was like 
Like I, we were like the one time we were all at a concert inside the Zephyr and the power went out at the Zephyr, but it wasn't out at stone tavern. So Lou was like, fuck it. I'll open up and we'll all party and like drink here. So I can at least make some money. And then we were all just like sitting in the basement, smoking weed instead of buying drinks at the bar. And he came down and it was like us, Lou, the bartenders, everybody was like down in the basement instead of buying drinks. And he was like, hey, guys, I opened to sell drinks, not like have everybody hang out here. So like it was just like a very like lax, cool spot to just chill. Sounds sweet. I hate it when you hear stories about places like that and you're like, ah, I wasn't there. And it just bums you out. Ray, did you ever do Redstone in Cleveland before that closed? I don't believe so, no. That was like my favorite place. That was like this weird spot that Ramon Rivas ran. You would have to, you'd like email him to be in it and you'd get a date like three months later because it was that in demand. Like everyone had a great set there. Like it was a hot audience every Monday or Tuesday, whenever it was. Where, where was it at? Uh, I think like I don't know Cleveland enough to say where yeah. it was. It was called Redstone, and I don't know down the street. Is that the like how the old um, Barrio show was with like Bill Squires Barrio show? I like that was when I was like new, new, and those were like that was the biggest crowd I had ever done. Yeah, and those were like, some hot audiences too, and I never had a bad set there. I've seen them, but like I was like new and still like crushing there. Yeah, they were usually hot audiences. There might be a few that were mediocre or tired out, but they were mostly hot audiences. That's how I felt like before COVID. I always thought like like there'd be weeks where it was off, but Great Lakes Brewing Company when they when Bill did his shows there, I feel like like seven out of ten times it'd be like a really good audience. Yeah, I did and it like, once and it was a good audience. Yeah. Did you do the basement or the upstairs? I uh, usually the uh, upstairs. I don't like the basement as much, but the up, if it was upstairs, it was like generally a good show. Yeah. Yeah, the basement. I did the so I usually did the upstairs, but like the basement, I would do. I did like twice, and there was like a Christmas show or whatever. It was like very close to Christmas, and like you just like see somebody who moved to Chicago and thought that they were like a professional comedian just because they moved like showed up and she just like ate so much shit and it was like bad bad and then I had to follow her like went up like two people after and like had a decent set and it was just like you can just always see those people who like get too big for like bar shows or whatever or quote unquote too big for them and are like everybody should be paying attention to me all the time and forgot how to win people over on it so that was like a good personal thing because she was also talking way down to me before my set so that was fun for me this this is that's like more recent for me because i've been doing comedy not as long as you guys but i do remember like the first year i was doing stand-up i started like over the summer and then so like that week in december where everybody's home for the holidays i got bumped off so many like (laughs) like lvt and like I think I was on Great Lakes that week, and they were like, hey, we got like four people in from out of town. We're just going to bump you to another week. It's a nightmare. And then you see yeah. people go up, and you're like, oh, like, so I could move to Chicago, or I could move to LA. You don't have to be like the best. You yeah, anybody's allowed to move somewhere yeah. that doesn't make them better. Like, and it's, it's one of those things that, like, I mean, we have like people that I know and are good at comedy, like Tim 
who's good at comedy moved to Chicago and just like life happened. So he's not there, like crushing He'll it there. Move back and then back again soon enough. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, and so I mean, it's like it well, is what it three is. years to move to Chicago and come back. So and it's not even to me. Chicago is it like I'm not in the Chicago scene, and like I went down there a couple times, and I'm not like. I'm kind of a man with no scene right now anyways because Milwaukee's basically dead with like masks and shit but like you go down to Chicago and it's like all right these are just people like people think that Chicago's like some mecca of comedy for some reason when it hasn't even been like Second City was huge in like the 80s and 90s like it's not even like that big of a deal now it just has more people in Chicago yeah, there's more people. There's going to be more opportunity. It's I. That's like what people always say about New York. It's like, yeah, New York's going to be better because you can have like it's a city with how many millions of people in a like in a three mile area. So you can facilitate 20 shows a night and you can hit half of those. So you're doing like 20 mics in a week or whatever. Yeah. Where everywhere else it's a little bit more spread where out. It takes me a month. That's like an amazing. It's a great month if I do 20 sets yeah i mean now it is i feel like before covid you could you could get in more oh yes i can i'm hoping to hit 20 sets this month yeah, okay. 20 is a lot even outside of covid like i mean if you're working like because i mean i remember doing um because i mean that's over 200 sets and like the one like that was my goal for last year before the world shut down but like i was trying to get to it the year before I ended up at like 185 and it felt like I was like out on like doing shows more than I was at home. Like you have to start getting like some weekends places where you can do like, you know, two shows Friday, two Saturday. And that really helps to get the numbers up. Cause I, cause I like during the week, I remember there were some nights you could hit like, like Wednesdays. There's so many shows on Wednesdays that you used to be able to hit like two shows on a Wednesday. Dude, well, the best, I, I bring it up every once in a while, was Mondays, actually. Because, like, if you got yeah. on, like, if you happen to get, like, Cleveland uh, Comedy yeah, Contest right. or whatever that was, I, you would you do that do at, like, yeah, like, 5.30. Then I would go do Great Lakes. I I got four the one night because I did, like, the Cleveland Comedy Competition thing. Then Taco I went Tano's? and did Great Lakes. Then I did Tano's. And then I shot back down to Water Street. And then I closed out Water Street. So, like, you got four on a Monday. Monday used to be a day where you could do, like, three in Cleveland. But then, like, like one of them would always shut down. And then it would be go back down to, like, two. But I don't know. It was a pain in the ass, especially coming from Youngstown. Like, it would be such a long night doing three shows. Yeah. Because, like, there used to be – Jeremy Shearer used to run this mic that's, like, a a late-night mic on mondays and i think it didn't even have a microphone sometimes oh yeah like, it was it was called corner pub in lakewood and like it, it was terrible but you did it because it was terrible so that's well that's like mike strank will do one at the uh now that's class i think he'll do it like either bi-weekly or monthly and it was called like the shit show open mic yeah and it'd be like four or five comics and then just like the townies at the bar. And you were just like yeah. doing it for reps and that was it. Or to like yeah, talk that, to your friends. Yeah. There's been so many of those nights. I like, I don't know. I like, as I can't tell if Ray's frozen or he's just having like a stroke. I'm thinking, I'm saying, like, I was trying to think, like, why isn't, why hasn't Youngstown figured out a way to have like, like you guys got your crew. 
But like, there are like every single time I go to Youngstown. I mean, I ate shit at that bowling alley. I mean, I'm not gonna lie about that. But like West every time bowl? I go to Youngstown, huh? West Side Bowl. Yeah, I like at that dog thing. I kind of ate shit at that dog thing that one time. Oh, um, okay. But you like went up first, right? Didn't you take the hit? Yeah, I went up first because then I had to go up to Funny Farm for something. Yeah. Um, so working comedian so you know i had to like uh open your silly show and then go get paid you know um yeah. but had to open it. we yeah. really needed you we really... <laughs> but like but but there's always decent crowds there there's always like people who are paying attention like why has nothing really caught on much like those are like salt of the earth like normal people instead of just like weird city people i mean technically they're before COVID, there were two clubs in Youngstown, Mojo's and Funny Farm. And if you count the 420, the Warren Comedy Club, which they only did shows once a month, but they called themselves a club, then that was kind of like a third one. So like there was comedy in Youngstown. It's just a lot of the comedians there just have full-time jobs, so they don't do comedy very much. Are those clubs reopened yet? Like, is the funny? I, so I think I saw something at the Funny Farms back. Funny Farm was gonna reopen in October, November, and they didn't do it. And uh, Mojo's, I could totally see them never doing comedy again. That sucks. I could really, but and, and the basement there is is really it's a really good setup for comedy. Ray, have you well, been I, to the Mojo's basement? I've never been to Mojo's. I tried to work there. Um, well, it wasn't it like run by that magician guy. Isn't he like the one who booked? No, you're thinking of 422. You're thinking of the Warren Comedy Club. Okay. But either, regardless, I've never been to either one of them. Yeah. Because like nobody would answer my emails and it wasn't. And again, like I'm not like, oh, you don't know who I am. It's like, all right, I can get booked at these other spots, but like these random clubs that I only know about because I'm friends with people in Youngstown won't answer my email. I mean, I could barely get on Mojo's. The only time I featured was when Bill Bronke like brought me. Like otherwise, I couldn't get booked. And they like they wouldn't even let comedians in for free. Like I went down there just to, like try and do FaceTime, and they just like charged me admission. Like uh-huh. I don't want to pay twenty bucks to see Banya from Seinfeld. Like I'm just trying to get booked. And it was what? literally Banya from Seinfeld. Because. I was like so bummed out because so like when did things shut down last year like like March fifteenth right about this time like five days yeah. ago this time I think year. I think the last week it was either the last weekend in March or the first week in April I was supposed to like it was my first hosting weekend ever and it was going to be at the Funny Farm. Oh, like, I when, like when they, the Funny Farm. I, so do I. I've I mean, had great shows. Like I've had great guest spots there, and then I was so great pumped to host. guest spots. Great, mm. like I've had great hosting weekends. I had my favorite, like one of my all-time favorite bombs, and then like Redemption the next night because like it was when Kevin Farley was in town, and I just had like there were six people on a Friday late show, mm. like show eight shit. The guy who like so then the next night was in Sharon, PA. And it was like oh, at like that this, one. Yeah, it was like at this big yeah. hall. And so like I walked in, and I was like, hey man, I'm the host. Like, where do I go? And he goes, Oh, I know who you are. I was at the show last night. And I was Wait, like, Oh, which that? the guy who was like taking the tickets or like book like ran what? Sharon's side of it. Like it wasn't Rogan, it was like some other guy. Jeff Chaser? I don't know. And Jeff it was Chaser? like some dude. 
and he was like, oh, I saw you. And I was like, oh, which show? And he goes, and, I, and he goes, the bad one. And I was like, okay. <laughs> so, and I was like, well, hopefully I do better for you tonight. And he goes, yeah, hopefully. Like, that's not what you want to hear before the show. Dude. And then I go up and just absolutely, like, it was the best show of that year. Like, I crushed, yeah. Teddy Bruno crushed, Wolfie, who was up there from PA, he crushed. Like, everybody had a good set. Is that, are you, I got to walk like up a- to that is that like a weird Tim Wolf nickname, or are you just is that a different person? <laughs> no, it's a different guy. Oh, okay. <laughs> Matt Wolf Wolf Wolforth. Yeah, something like that. Okay, yeah. yeah, he's an older Pittsburgh guy. Oh, okay. He's I, thought, I thought I thought like yeah, okay, never mind. Sorry. <laughs> well, but I got to walk to the back of the room and find that guy. Like I beeline straight for that guy. Like after I just like absolutely dismantled the room, and I was like, "Was that better for you?" And he just gives me this big smile, and I was like, "Yeah, fuck you, dude." Like it was, it was so great. Like just instantly the night after. That's literally like that's like the end of an '80s movie, and then you like leave the bar and like punch the air, and it just like freezes and the credits but then i had to like host the rest (laughs) of the show like i couldn't just be like yeah fuck you i'm out but like i had to go back up there like 10 minutes later and on the bottom of the screen it says ray roberts went on (laughs) die in vietnam (laughs) yeah got drafted Um, we don't have to talk about it because you're at the funny stop this weekend, right, Jason Malaterno? I am, yeah. So, did you want to talk about the last time you were at the funny stop? Because we, uh, have, another, we have another person who has a fun funny stop story of getting yelled at recently. I didn't get yelled at by Pete, though. Uh, who, was, what do you mean? who, oh, uh, Joe got yelled at for doing crowd work during the uh, co feature contest. Oh, that was like um, over a month ago. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I didn't know you couldn't do crowd work. And uh, yeah, I only did like it was like a ten minute set. I did like three and a half, four minutes of crowd work, and then he was like, "Ah, oh, I was gonna pull your mic." You were insulting these people, and I was like, "They enjoyed it a lot." He was like, "No," and then they came up to me and they loved it so much that like the woman gave me a hug during during COVID because she like loved it so much, and I was like, "Whatever." But I think I think it's just because he was in the office, so you can only hear it. You can only hear my end of it. You know, I don't know. There's only like eight people in the room, too. I was like, yeah. Well, sometimes Pete just hears like snippets of what you're doing and he just gets the like, he gets the wrong impression. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's also like he's like, he, I mean, I love Pete. I like the funny stop and I don't ever want to be in a position not to work the funny stop, but like he's stuck in like that weird like early days of like it's always got to be set up punchline set up punchline like he's like very old school with it so like even though crowds want to be more interactive and want to be like involved in the bit a little bit more or like you can like you can do different things or like you can be more patient like with setups and with punch like with jokes and kind of work stuff out and get to the end a little bit longer in a different way like he's very much like if you don't like hit that last per minute mark he gets kind of shitty about it but I, i've generally had like pretty good sets there like that's a good I, I like that stage i don't know i mean i like if, I'm, if i had a bad set i'll tell you like grindstone friday i had a, i had a bad set i like gave up on a joke <laughs> I told the crowd I wasn't going to give up on a joke no matter what. And then a minute later, I was like, it's not worth it. And then just ended my set. 
<laughs> the crowd was kind of they, there wasn't much energy Friday. No. Like I wasn't getting much either. And I kind of like I lost all my energy. And like whenever the crowd is not giving you energy, like I lose my yeah. like timing. Yeah. And like you, you don't do an act out as much. So I don't know. I didn't feel I didn't I, w- I didn't really leave Grindstone feeling good either. Yeah, me neither. So there was kind of a sweet spot in the middle of that show. It peaked very early. Yeah, and, and then it kind of died. Yeah. I think I was the beginning of the end, I think, unfortunately. <laughs> they just they had no interest in hearing about the love bug. Yeah, dude. I, right. As soon as I was like, hey, I'm gonna tell you guys about the greatest movie ever, they were yeah. like, the fuck you are. And I and could just see, tuned out. I could see your brain trying to to decide if you should forge on ahead with that bit or do something else. So <laughs> people just don't want to hear about my retarded wife. All right. It's 2021. <laughs> so that movie, you can't see that anywhere. I, I my retarded wife or be the love <laughs> I mean, I you could probably interchange the names. Herbie the uh, Love Bug is on Disney Plus. All of them are. My wife is retarded. Sorry, what that's if, the name. What if the original title was worse and they made them change it? Like, what if it was originally like My Wife the Retard, and then they're like, "That's too much for 2007. We got to go with My Wife is Retarded." Dude, it's oh, got it's, an it's it's ten minutes long. It's, it's on Vimeo. Is it? It's. It's got an IMDb. I really think it's actually going to be politically correct. That's my is, guess. Is Eton Cohen one of the Cohen brothers? Yes, that's the that's the long lost Cohen brothers movie. They it is written and Cohen directed Cohen. by one of the Cohen brothers. Gary Cohen. It's got George. like yeah, yeah it's got Cole's like people. It. Leslie Bibb. Maybe it was like before you watched No Country for Old Men, they showed you this movie. My wife is retarded. <laughs> like a this to prepare you for it. <laughs> yeah. Set the tone. <laughs> a man. This is the tagline: A wife le- or a man learns the secret behind his perfect marriage. Oh, it's. <laughs> <laughs> This isn't, it's not one of the, this is not Ethan Cohn, it's Ethan Cohn. That's probably how this movie got made, is because people thought he was one of the Cohen brothers, but there's no H in his name. That's pretty It's got a a 6.6 out of 10. That's not the worst rating I've ever seen. Well, it's because people thought it was a Cohen brothers movie. Interesting. Yeah. Isn't that what happened to um, Bill Murray when he made Garfield? Like Maybe the director what? of the Garfield movie oh. had a name that was very similar to a famous director. And so George Clooney heard his name, or not George Clooney, uh, Bill Murray heard his name and was like, I'll do it. Like, I'll do the Garfield movie. And it turned out to be a completely different guy. It was like Quincy Tarantino or something. Yeah, like it was that. like. <laughs> okay, let me pull up the Garfield director's name. Well, somebody who hates Mondays, you should know. I, I do have a Garfield shirt on today. That's my favorite. That would be my favorite part of you showing up to Water Street or Stone Tavern every Monday in that same shirt. No, I only wear this when I'm sad. Like I only wear this when I when I feel like Garfield. Yeah. Okay. Why are you so, sad? A good Monday, I'm not gonna wear this shirt. So Ethan, Ethan and Joel Cohen are like the Cohen brothers who did like all those famous movies. 
Yeah. And then the guy who wrote Garfield is Joel, same first name, Joel Cohen, but his last name has an H in it, like C-O-H-E-N, and the other one is C-O-E-N. That's the only difference. And so Bill Murray thought it was a Cohen Brothers movie and just did Garfield. But he also read the script, right? No, he just saw who wrote it and was like, I'm in. I guess in fairness, if the Cohen Brothers really did write a Garfield script, I would just accept it. Right. You know? Yeah. That's insane to me. <laughs> like, it's so cool. Like Steve Buscemi is John Arbuckle. <laughs> Bill Murray is Garfield. I mean, that's already a, like a big get. Yeah. I like lasagna as much as the next guy, but what what is with Garfield? You don't like lasagna. It's overrated. Just be pizza. It's not. You make pizza. a solid point. There's ricotta on it. I yeah, do like but... ricotta. Every, you put it's, ricotta it's, on pizza. It's noodles and it's layered. But that's the best argument against lasagna I've ever heard. I will give you that one. Like, just be pizza. That makes yeah, sense. But it's also not, lasagna rules. Look, to me, lasagna is as close as you can get to deep dish pizza without being deep dish pizza. Like Chicago deep dish. And I don't like Chicago deep dish. What just other do you like? What Detroit? What? Detroit deep dish is really. Are good. you implying that you like another deep dish, or you don't like any deep dish? Yeah, like Angelo's deep dish, where they put those breadcrumbs on the bottom. Oh, is that in Cleveland? Yeah, it's in like Lakewood. It's to die for. Oh, I gotta try it. It's actually not to die for. I'd, I'd, if I had to live or have this, I'd, I'd, I'd want to live. But I was gonna try. To make, I was gonna try to make homemade deep dish for my wife's birthday. Chicago deep dish or like normal? I, yeah, dish? Chicago basically. Uh, so. What's it like being married? It's all right. It's like, it's like, so you're dating, right? I mean, I've lived with the same girl for like four years or whatever. So it's like, yeah, that, I guess you could say dating. It's like that, but you have a ring on your finger and you share <laughs> finances. Yeah. Yeah, well, but like. If your girl makes money, then it works out. I was going to say, like, you, I don't need to know who's making more money, but is she better at just finances than you are? Because that could be, that'd be a win for me, is I'm bad at money. We're both decent at money. Um, like, say, I'm good at being frugal. Like, I'm, like, I'm not, like, I, I can't play the stock market. Are you frugal, or are you just used to being poor? Because that's, like, a very different thing. Uh, that's, that's not, like, a, that's not a rude question, yeah. because... Like I'm, I'm used to being poor. So like, if I, like I can make, if I only have $20, I can make $20 last like a week. But if I've got like $2,000, I'm good at getting rid of $2,000 very quickly. Bingo. No, I, I used to be, I used to spend money and not think and like be stupid with money. But then about maybe eight years ago, I started like tracking all my finances. Like I would write down how much I earned. And how much I spent, and I would make a point of trying to always spend less than I made. Because, like, I just, like, I just, I didn't use this. I used to be bad with money, so I'm like recently good at money. Like, I, really? good is an overstatement. Better than I used. Because I remember, remember the Aqueduct Brewery show that happened, like for like a yeah. summer. And I remember sitting outside talking to Jason, telling him how poor I was. And he's and like, you bought me a beer, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I, know, 
was like, I'm always, I have no money. And then Jason was like, yeah, but don't you like make a good amount of money? And I was like, yeah, I have no idea where it goes. Yeah. And then I bought like 17 $5 beers that night. Yeah. Those beers were like seven minimum, I think. And they weren't great. There were one or two that were good. I don't remember what one. What's your thoughts on music and comedy open mics mixed? Our thoughts on music open mics and like when they're like music slash comedy open mics. Oh, it's oh no. I I I like gyro because that's part of like the fun of gyro is that it's just a shit show. Like that's part of it. Mostly comedians at gyro. Yeah, I consider that just a open mic, open mic. Like, yeah. have you done a variety like variety shows where it's like, like I had to go up after like a folk band one time and do stand up comedy, and the crowd was just like, we're well, we're like well rested now. I was doing uh there like for a, a like minute, a slow folk band. Yeah, there for a minute. Um, oh fuck, I have the Venice in Kent nice. was doing a music open mic, and so like me and Lewis Lee. And then one other person I went with one time, I forget who it was, but like we went up there and like they would give you 12 minutes of stage time and they weren't used to comedy. So it was like a nice change of pace. Like, you know, when like someone shows up to like an open mic and does like poetry, but it's like good. And you're like, wow, I'm glad that there was like that change of pace. I've never never seen that happen. I've never seen that good, good poetry. (laughs) Okay. Well, (laughs) I've seen it once or twice. Give us more impossible scenarios, please. There, so, like, when I was hosting the Euro Gyro one time, uh, a guy showed up who played, like, a looping violin, and it crushed the first time. Like, he murdered it, and then he came back, like, three weeks later, and it was trash. So, like, the first time it was great because everybody was, like, kind of eating shit at that point. And then he comes up and plays for, like, 20, 30 minutes and just, like, shuts everything Jesus. down. And that, well, it was like in the middle and we were almost out of like people anyway. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it was like one of those, it's like eight o'clock and like, we're still supposed to do open mic for another hour. And I was like, just play until somebody else shows up and he was like killing it. And then, uh, he came back and I was like uh, hosting again for some reason. And I was like, Hey man, you can only do like 10 minutes today. And he was like, yeah, great. And nobody gave a shit. Dude, were you the host? Because I did my first set ever at uh, uh, Euro Gyro, and you weren't the host, right? At that point, no, I only did it. I only started doing that like uh, not long before I left because like Nick had been doing it for so long. You were just a guest host. Yeah, like a couple times. Yeah. Because so I think Jorge was hosting it. That's his name, we're... right? Jorge might have, but like Zayla was the host before that. Who yeah, was always was mostly, like it was mostly Nick and then Zayla before that. Zayla's a weird dude. I I feel comfortable saying that because like every time and since whenever he stopped 2014 15 whenever that was he would do it every once in a while though. Like when Nick oh, would be would, there, he would yeah. just like randomly show up and he'd just be like, "Yeah, man," and it's like, "All right, cool, bud." Like. I don't know. I always got weird vibes from him. I never met that. I'm pretty sure the first time I did it, like, I don't know if he was guest hosting, but I think it was, I think it was Jorge because I had like a panic attack on stage and he just had to like talk me through it. And then I just like made, got one joke out and it got like a mild laugh and I was like, I fucking crushed it and then walked off. 
<laughs> when was this? It was probably like middle, like fall 2017. Okay. And then I didn't do it for seven or eight months. Okay. It's, it's devastated me. <laughs> you at least didn't have to do Michelle's. That was a fucking shit show of a show. I've done that show. I did it on Christmas Day, brother. That was my first set was December 23rd of 2015. And it was like every Christmas. I was probably party. there. Um, I remember Jensen was there because she said she was from Toledo originally. So I tried to hang out with her. Uh, Mandy Lee was there, but made a point to tell everybody that she wasn't doing comedy that night because she wasn't feeling it. Um, Matt Brady was there because I remember him being tall and lanky. But other than that, I don't remember literally anything else, like anybody else from that first set. And it went okay, but I don't remember any of the jokes I told. Damn. It was, there was no reason to ever go to Michelle's except to do new material to, to other comics. And $11 margarita pictures. $11? But like, if you were lucky, you would get Jody as the bartender. And she would like always be worried that she overmixed it or something. So like it ended up being like a bottomless margarita pitcher for eleven dollars. Fuck yeah. I don't know. In retrospect, I don't know why I went to Michelle's as much as I did. I guess because it was just stage time. <laughs> and it was like very it was almost like it was loose, but it was also like, all right, guys, this is supposed to be a comedy show. But it was also like everybody knew that nobody gave a shit. So like we kind of yeah. just were like, it was a good workshop show. Yeah, that's all it was. That I only did it the one time because it was like I think Water Street when it opened on Christmas Day. So like Savat had that streak that he wanted to keep running. And so they oh, did yeah. it in the shells. Yeah, and I remember that. I did that show and it went, I was like my third time doing stand up and it went so bad. And then um, I, like, got kind of drunk at the bar, but I had to drive back to Cleveland. So, like, I said goodbye to everybody when I left and then drove, like, one street over and parked on a side street and slept for four hours in my car. <laughs> and then drove home, and I still lived at my parents at the time, and they were like, oh, my mom was like, why'd you get home so late? And I was like, oh, I was hanging out with some comics, and she was like, that's nice. And then I, like, thought about it, and I was like, the truth is so much sadder than <laughs> anything that actually happened. Um, to switch gears here, Please. um, how, how was, uh, how was the, uh, our sponsor today is, is Papa John's, uh, oh. as you know, we're a big fan of the N word here. Uh, so we're very sad <laughs> that, um, <laughs> Papa, uh, is getting rid of it, but somebody wanted to support him today and got, uh, Papa John's new stuffed crust pizza and to have his official review of Papa John's stuffed crust pizza. Here is, uh, Joe Briggs. Hey, uh, do you like Papa John's? Do you like do you like pregnant pizza? That's what stuffed crust pizza is. Mm -mm -mm. That's it. That's all I got. It's just was it good? Pretty, it's pretty good, yeah. But like, it's kind of it's it's it like feels like unnatural. I don't. Did know. you really get Papa John's today? Yeah, I got the stuffed crust pizza. Okay, to to do the advertisement. No, I just like had a rough day. <laughs> oh, okay. You're not really getting paid for no. I, okay. The uh, the plan. <laughs> I just wanted to make sure that you weren't actually. I didn't know if you were actually. If there's some, I don't know. 
Jason, like this is the second episode in a row that somebody's very upset about one, how we make money on this show, and two, how we advertise our fake products. <laughs> I didn't know if it was some new thing where like you join a website and like you can make a little bit of money by advertising and like each time you get assigned like a new like a company. You know, that might work, right? I hope we get I mean, that's kind of what we've been trying to do is like yeah. we'll force like a big product. Like we like great clips, we had a whole episode that we were like oh, pitching ideas for great clips. I was gonna get my hair cut today and then there was a 40 minute wait, so I didn't do it. Great clips. Great clips. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it was a great clips. It was I never no, remember the name of a haircut place. <laughs> Super cuts, great clips, great, uh, super awesome, and then best cuts. Super cuts. Best yeah, cuts. best, super great is the first word, and then the second word is always cuts, clips, cuts or clips, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, then the best, but none of them just <laughs> ever just say mediocre haircut. Like that's all you need to put on there. It's all at the same yeah. company. It's owned by the same people. It's like the Mexican restaurants in like in the kent area they're all owned by the same family they just have different names <laughs> so tomorrow uh I, I was gonna get a haircut because tomorrow my wife's mom wants to get a, like a family picture done and i was like i should get my haircut because i haven't had it cut since december and like do you guys have like family like do you have like old family photos that like you, like oh, yeah. you look at him and you're like, I can't believe dad's hair looked like that. Like yeah, I can't my dad had his hair long and had his ear pierced. And it yeah, was like so, yeah. 2002. <laughs> yeah, so I'm doing that <laughs> yeah, brother. picture tomorrow. Like I know that you're setting up the picture that will be laughed at in 20 years. Dude, so if I can give you one piece of advice, Jason, I would yeah. shave... The side, the side of your head with the shorter hair, I would shave it and then put an earring in that side. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, like okay. one of the. That's what you ones. need to do. You need to have like, cause you like you said, in twenty years, it's gonna look goofy regardless. Yeah, but you kind of need to lean into it. Like, think of what they're gonna, what trend they're gonna have in twenty years. That's what you need to jump into it, and they'll be like, "Is Jason a time traveler? How did he yeah. know?" No one Plus, knows. If you have one haircut photo that's so bad. Like it sets the bar so low that the rest of them just don't matter. As long as you don't show up like that again, your family's not going to care. Yeah. Right. Oh boy, what would be the best thing? But like, what's Wait, the did most you just timeless? That whole Pepsi. <laughs> Since we've been like talking, yeah. Oh, okay. Um, it's Pepsi Zero Sugar because you know. Oh, zero sugar. Now they're they both great clips. Everybody said a thousand things at one time, and I'm just going to say yes to all of them. <laughs> Right. Um, but, I was trying to sneak in a Great Clips advertisement. I was I said the Pepsi is now available at Great Clips. I don't know why you'd buy it there, but I don't know why not. Here's something. So, like, that was something that I was thinking about. And I know it's, like, COVID times, but, like, I feel like the service industry is going to get away with just, like, being shitty forever now because of diseases. Like, I almost miss showing up somewhere and having, like, a random mint or, like, when you go somewhere and they're like, hey, we have like, we've got cans of Pepsi over here. Like, if you want to snag one while you wait, like that doesn't exist anymore. What's with the water fountains being taped up? 
COVID doesn't live on surfaces. We've known this for nine months. I just feel like they don't want to. They don't want to serve us. Yeah. Like to be fair, I wish we would have taped up water fountains long before COVID. I always thought we should have like fountains and they have things besides water, like Dr Pepper. Yeah, I just thought that would be. That was a fantasy as a as a child. Isn't that what they did in Idiocracy? You're right. Yeah, they did. It was was like the electrolyte stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Rana was that the name of it? I don't know what it was called. I haven't seen it. So Jason saw Idiocracy and was like, "Do you know what? I think they kind of had it right." (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I. No, but I still want the water as an option. Just if there's a Diet Coke one right next to it, that'd be pretty cool. Like, like, like those new like pepsi machines where you can like get water but you can also like hit a different button and get pepsi and it's all the same like spigot and you can put like cherry and shit in it those are the best that is like the best invention like i get that like cds are magic that's fine i understand that mp3s are a thing computers we're talking over the internet (laughs) but giving me one fountain machine where i can get any pop that's ever been created in any combination that i want that's probably peak capitalism. That's the best. It's pretty good. He, Elon yeah, Musk is trying to put us on the moon, there. and you're like, hey, this machine can make three different pops. That's capitalism, baby. Yeah, fuck the moon. You don't need to go to the moon. <laughs> I can get I can have like I can have moon mist by Fago right in this machine right here. I don't need I don't need to go anywhere else. I can stand here, get diabetes, and be perfectly fine. I used to mix the Diet Coke orange with the Diet Coke vanilla. Woo! They came Whoa. out with Diet Coke orange vanilla. That's a creamsicle, dude. Yeah, it, well, I was ahead of the game. What wow. we used to do, me and my friend would do Dr. Sprantonid, and it was Dr. Pepper, Sprite, and uh, Gatorade. Oh, that's one a, more at Burger King. Isn't that suicide? Like, isn't that just a spreak of everything in there? Isn't that what, is that what you guys called it? Where you'd like yeah, mix everything? Suicide. That's yeah. where you mix everything. I well, haven't we thought about that since ninth grade, but yeah. We didn't put the brisk in there. Dude, brisk iced tea was pretty legit. And then you like found out that it was just because it was iced tea with all of the sugar in the entire world. <laughs> in it. Yeah, that's all it is. Whatever happened? Do they still make brisk? Brisk. Like it was like icy and it's probably somewhere. They wouldn't, they wouldn't have stopped making it. I mean. Do you think the brisk company just sales were low, so they cashed it in? I mean, point, they went actually. somewhere. They'll bring it back, like when Zima came back for like a hot second. Like they'll Is get it rid of already? it for five years. I don't know. Like everything goes away, and then they bring it back ten years later. Because like if you think third? about it, like society's really a hundred years old at this point. Like, yeah, we had like people for a while, but like real like consumer culture is like a hundred years old. So, like, you can just bring something back from 30 years ago and people will be, like, super excited about it. Like Tang? Yeah, if you brought Tang back or New Coke, tell me if they brought New Coke back, Shane Herman wouldn't, like, have a wet dream about it. What the fuck is New Coke? (laughs) Crystal Pepsi, do you remember that? I don't – I remember it because I watched I Love the 80s as a kid, but I don't – like, I don't remember it. No, it must have been 90s because I – I don't remember too much of the 80s, but I remember Crystal Pepsi. It's just yeah. clear Pepsi, right? Yeah, it was it was weird. It was like it tastes like Pepsi, but it looks like Sprite. 
and nobody asked for it. <laughs> no one know, no, I don't know why they made it. It's like, it just makes no sense. Just to do something different. Yeah, I know. It was. What, what happened to Mountain Dew Pitch Black? Remember that? Yo, all the yeah. different flavors of Mountain Dew where they were like, these are only a limited time. And like, what stuck around? So we've got regular Mountain Dew, Live Wire. I saw somebody drinking in the wild the other day. It's like everyone besides Pitch Black stuck around. Pitch Black was great. Baja Blast, you can only get a Taco Bell. T-Bell. Code Red is bomb. Wait, which one's the orange one? Live Wire. Then which one's the blue one? Baja Blast. No, the other blue one. The deeper blue. Go deeper. I don't know. We'll get Kevin on it. Baja Blast is like baby blue. And then there's a deep blue one that you can get at a gas station by my house. Have you guys ever tried to give up pop? Yeah, it Uh, it doesn't go well. Really? Actually, yeah. It's one of the hardest things to give up. Mountain Dew flavors. Oh, you don't? Voltage? Yeah, it's like my like weekly, like I'll have like one or two a week is like a treat if I earned it. Oh, mine's like I'll drink a diet. Voltage, yeah. Do you say voltage? Yeah, it is voltage. We got so we've got Major Melon, which is the new one. Code Red, which is great. That's probably why I'm so fat as an adult because I was drinking that as a child. Um, Live Wire, Voltage, Whiteout, Pitch Black, and then Diet Mountain Dew Code Red. Yeah, I drank so much pop as a kid and I was fat. It was. Well, I like I did the same thing, but I played soccer. So it like canceled out. And then when I got to college, I wasn't really playing soccer anymore. And I blew up like a balloon. And I realized like you can't just drink pop with every meal. Yeah. My family was like super. My mom got it in her head that like anything with fat in it was bad for you. But sugar was fine. So like we could have like we were drinking Kool-Aid, like pitchers of Kool-Aid a day. And like everything was fine with that. But if you had like, like grapes had too much fat in them. They demonized fat in the nineties. Yeah. And they just added sugar. Hey, you guys want to, you want to hear something nuts that I just found online? Yes. Is it my wife is retarded because (laughs) it's got to top that. It might top that. There's a website called like exotic drinks or desert drinks. And you, there's different Mountain Dew flavors from around the world that you can buy at an upcharge. Like Mountain Dew Supernova from Finland or Mountain <laughs> Dew Passion Fruit Frenzy from New Zealand or Blue Shock from good. Malaysia. Yeah, apparently Mountain Dew just fucks around in every country. <laughs> Mountain Dew is Fago. Like, I think that's what it is. Because you get like a thousand different flavors of Fago. What's your favorite flavor of Fago? Orange. I think it's got to be grape because you can't ever get grape pop anywhere else. You have to go to Fago. Yeah, they have a great diet grape pop. Uh, I would say that uh, red pop is my favorite because it's just it doesn't even say what flavor it is. Oh it's yeah, just red, red pop, pop, and that's the it's flavor. Not cherry. It's not. It's not even cherry. It's just Fago red pop. What? What's the like the Cherokee red? That's cherry, right? Cherokee red? Is that am I getting that wrong? Cherokee red pop. Hold on. Cherokee red pop. 
Cherokee Red is just a con- this is a wildly problematic pop brand. Wait, did I get the name right? It's like I have not seen. Yeah, it. Cherokee Red uh, Cherry Soda. Here, I'll show the screen. It might be like a bit. southern thing, which would make sense. Which would be wild. This, Jason. Yeah, that's it. You can buy it at Walmart. Dude, what is that? <laughs> It is a it is a baseball team that is no longer allowed to be around anymore. That's what that is. Is that also how you spell Cherokee? Is it? No, no, it's that not. is one hundred percent not how you spell Cherokee. How they get around with using the name? Like Maybe it's... that's how they got away with like disrespecting them. They're like, well, the Cherokee Nation won't like be okay with our uh, random red soda that we named after American Indians, but. We'll just spell it wrong. So it's no, we're, we're the Cherokees, not the Cherokees. Like, so I can start Iroquois Blue and just spell Iroquois weird. Yeah, you just is spell it E E R I K O Y. Yeah. Wait, is the pop cherry flavored? Like, did I just get the pun? Is it like yeah. cherry with an I? So it's cherry. He's like well, it's cherry, cherry with a Y, I, but yeah. Well, if it. Yeah, but cherry with an I is closer than cherry with an O. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, Fago Red Pop is supposed to be strawberry, apparently. Oh, now I want a Cherokee Red. <laughs> Do you enjoy problematic soda? If it What's tastes good, I judge a pop by its taste and not its depiction of Native Americans. So. And that's what's wrong with this country. Yeah, well... <laughs> That'd All be... right. Well, we're an hour in. Um, we need a rule. Um, I judge a pop by its taste. Judge a pop by its taste. That's a rule, not by its not by its depictions of American Indians. Um, so there's that. Um, Jason, uh, um, do you have shows or anything coming up that you need to tell people about? Um, just the funny stuff. This if you release this podcast this week, I'm there Friday and Saturday. It'll probably be like tomorrow night. So yeah, oh yeah, so uh, Friday and Saturday, no Thursday. Yeah, Saturday? opening for Bill Squire. He's there Thursday as well, but uh, I won't be there Thursday because that's the the co-feature contest. And who after uh, that, has who's still doing that? I have Not no me. idea. I haven't. Are you are you doing that? I got knocked out first round, baby. So who won? Was there a winner last time, or did he just declare like four people the winner? It's still going. I don't know. Joe Joe Graham's, I think, done two or three of them already. And the weeks he's done it, nobody's gotten knocked out any of the weeks. And then my week, I was the only one that got knocked out. So we'll see. It's why it's a wild competition. Anybody can win. Anybody can win, and nobody can lose. That's. I got destroyed. Like. Straight up in front of my girlfriend's family, straight up in front of strangers, uh, by Kevin Ross, like just handed me my ass. Did he have the pedal? No, he just like straight up, like just everybody, like there was one table of people who like seemed to understand like decent comedy and they came up to me afterwards and were like, we thought you were really funny. And I said, thank you. You were the only table that counted tonight. And yeah. then, like, because he brought the rest of the crowd, which nothing against him, because I've seen him be funny, uh, especially that night. 
but it was just like hack bullshit that kicked the shit out of me. And he was this won. before COVID? I haven't seen Kevin Ross in a while. Oh yeah, yeah it was like it, it was one of like the first rounds of the co-feature thing. So that was probably a year and a half ago. Yeah, I haven't I haven't seen him at all. I don't think he's doing it with COVID. I, I don't think he's been around. I don't know if he's, I mean, not like, I hope he's still alive, but I wouldn't be surprised if he wasn't like his dad, like had passed uh, soon before something. And like Mm. the the last time I saw him, he was like withering away. Like he was like sick and like, just like old. So I was like, all right, man, like good talking to you, but you're kind of being a bummer right now. (laughs) Like it was, it was not one of like the best parts of me being a nice person, but um, you don't need that. I just remember when I first met him, he, he was he like had a prop he attached like a nail file to a bicycle pedal and he called it the pedal file (laughs) that was that was like because kevin ross like i think he like was the first host of the the tiktok really yeah yeah like I, i just know steve's hosted it for as long as i've been doing it yeah shout out to steve murs yeah, it was like it was just very. I think it was very briefly Kevin Ross. I think that I dreamed that. Now I'm really second guessing that I. You that, probably not though. I haven't been doing stand up that long. Yeah, <laughs> I'm second guessing that this was a weird dream that Kevin Ross hosted <laughs> the TikTok and he had a pedal file. That's a very funny, stupid joke, though. Yeah, I can't. I know he's still having that pedophile. I ask him about it every time I see him. (laughs) That would be, like, worth having him, like, autograph and, like, keeping somewhere. Just, like, a random, like, memento of the time. It's in the Smithsonian, the pedophile. Just, like, Northeast Ohio trash comedy. It's in the comedy museum. Um, Joe Briggs, anything coming up? No, uh, no, I have like no book shows. April sixteenth is the next Winchester. I think Jason's on it actually. Oh, I am on that one. <clears throat> wow, so, how'd you get booked on that? I heard it's like super prestigious now. Yeah, we can't tell you. Yeah. Okay. He gave me a hey, bottle of Cherokee Red. Did you want to tell everyone about? <laughs> what? Do you have any shows that you want to tell everyone about? Me, I usually go last, anyways. Oh, okay. I was I was asking it to you, so it doesn't. Sound oh, like- you were setting me up. I I, I, up. Yeah. I I felt a little like like you were like. Well, it seems like you're bringing this up, so you can bring up you having show. Like it just seemed very like condescending. It was precisely the opposite, where I was trying to set you up. Oh. Just to, but I was giving it a little bit of an irony to it because it was yeah, a layer. Yeah. See, I knew it. You were you it was a layer. Like, hey, um yeah i'm coming back to uh good old cleveland ohio um next weekend i am uh opening slash hosting uh we haven't figured out the end of that conversation yet for uh zoltan kazis at uh the world famous hilarities at pickwick and frolic on fourth street in cleveland ohio so um come to that if you're listening to this um, and if you don't want to go to that, I'm also at uh, Rubber City Comedy Festival the next month. So is that all at Funny Stop? Yeah, like 99% of it. I don't know if there's other like I'm in like the planning group for it because like when we were supposed to have it last year, 
Um, it was supposed yeah. to be like this time last year, but like something happened. And uh, so like, I've been in like the planning group and they're like, Hey, let's all meet and talk. And I'll be like, yeah, I'm eight hours away, but I'll meet and talk to you guys, I guess. Um, but Very it should be is. fun. And like everyone who applied last year and got in, that's who's in it this year. Is that what it is? Yeah, they basically, um, like, a few people, because they were going to try to, like, do, like, an online component to it to some people who, like, still weren't comfortable going out and doing stuff. Because, like, they actually got some submissions from, like, people around, like, the country. Like, it wasn't, like, who's on the list now is, like, mostly, like, Northeast Ohio and, like, some PA people, like, some Pittsburgh people. Um, But they actually had, like, some people who were going to come in for it. And then, uh, of course, COVID happened. So now it's just kind of, like um going to to go but it should be fun like there's like funny people who are headlining it and stuff so it'll be a good time yeah but i don't know so we've got that we got that jason malterno uh what's your social media that you don't post on enough oh it's my name jason malterno which you guys can spell that well well, that post yeah, we'll put it somewhere. Um, I'll, I'll share yeah, it. You guys, you just tag me in it and I'll share it. Well, yeah, that's what we usually do. How do you, like, you don't, how do you share things? On, how do you guys share things on Instagram? And the stories. Yeah. I don't so I'll like stories. post it. I'll put it on Instagram and then I'll put it to my story. And then I'll put, like, at Ray Roberts, at Jason Molterno. And then you can share that. And I don't look on stories. I just, yeah, Jason goes... Jason goes, have you guys even done an episode of this podcast yet? <laughs> what? So, I, try to, I don't know. I try to, <laughs> social media is awful. But like, I, you have to like, to be a good comedian, you have to like be on social media. But it's, it's, a real, it's a real like conundrum. It's like, I don't want to do the social media shit that's necessary. But I don't uh, think you have to. Like it, it helps. Yeah. It helps you get booked. But I don't think, like all of my favorite comedians, like pop on, share their shit, and then get out of there. Yeah, but like, I tweet they, too much just because I like nobody pays attention anyways. But, but like these favorite comedians, when did they, like, are they older comedians or like, are they some new? of them? Some of them. Some of them are newer. Like they'll post, like they'll repost, like their. Uh, like Zoltan, like he's actually like he's you can use him as an example because he's like up and coming in this time. Like he will like post his podcast or like clips from it and then just kind of like every once in a while do something. It's not like he's on it all the time. Okay. He's like busy like actually being funny. So is he just like a Wisconsin guy? He's from They're San like... Diego. Oh, okay. Hmm. Really? I worked with him at Skyline though, and okay. so that he was coming. And I always thought he was, was a Midwestern. He's originally from Pittsburgh, but moved okay. to San Diego when he was a kid. Um, I had him on an episode of Browns Out of Town. Thanks for listening. Um, and I had him on this one. Maybe we'll try to bully him into it when we're in Cleveland. Nah, that's cool. All right. You don't want to meet people? I don't want to meet people. All right. That's fine. Um, also, we're going to announce it now. LVT next Wednesday. Me and Joe Briggs. The showdown part two, baby. Can we do, instead of like doing a real set, can we do our improv? Oh, yes. 
Wait, I think you? LVT would LVT would get our improv. Oh, I can't believe Joe and I didn't talk about. We did like a slam poem one time, so they'd get our improv. All right, we're doing our improv next. Come to LVT next Wait, Wednesday. Ex- explain it to Jason real quick, just so. Or Jason after. would love it. Hey, you yeah. were at the matinee, weren't you? For like before I left town. Uh, the mat, the open mic. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. Okay. Did oh. you stay through the whole thing or no? Or were you there the last night before I left town? Oh, I don't. Oh, I don't remember. Maybe. Okay. Well, for my like for my last set, me and Joe had been talking about it for a long time that we wanted to do an improv joke where, like, you know, when like improv troops are on stage and they're like, "All right, give me a Disney movie." And yeah. then people be like Aladdin. They're like, all right, we'll do this next one as Aladdin. So our thing was that it was going to be no idea was good enough. So we would be like, all right, give us like a noun. And they'd be like, Apple. And we'd be like, ah, no. So we did that for like five <laughs> minutes straight. And That's it funny. was, it's hilarious to us. And it made everybody else mad. I had to apologize like sincerely to somebody, <laughs> like, like an actual <laughs> audience member. Then you switch it up like after five, you go, okay, give us a verb. Yeah, it would yeah. be like, I'd be like, yeah. all right, guys, we need like a real good idea. And then if somebody like said something and we're like, all right, we could probably roll with that. And then like pause for a minute and be like, ah, nah, just gonna, like, give us <laughs> All right, uh, movies was a bad idea. All right, give us like a something you'd eat, a restaurant or something. You're doing this at LBT? We, we're yeah. going to, yeah. Uh, we're, we are now. That's like the 31st. Yeah, I'll, um, I'll text. I'll text Sternick and tell him we're coming. Um, it's not so we'll he didn't run it anymore. Who runs it? Uh, Jimmy Achilles. Yeah. Oh, okay. So like we run that place now, right? Like, <laughs> j- like, like Sternick. I I love and I know him decent enough. But like Jimmy, I can like straight up just like I can. I, I'll like I'll just show up and I'll host LVT on Wednesday if I tell him. Hosting LVT, it's like it ages you like presidents, I think. Yeah, I like, would not want to do that. We should do a before and after picture of everyone who hosts LVT. Dude, yeah, I Brian mean, because I remember just... Joe, um, what was it? Joe Whalen when he was hosting. Yeah, the... Joe Whalen and Josh Morrow. And then Bob. Playing Flowbots before the, the fucking LVT. Fucking Flowbots. Dude, ask Josh Morrow about Flowbots, who will, who will go off on a tangent for 45 minutes. I don't know him right. that well, so if I just sent him a message that was like Flowbots question mark, I don't know how that'd go over. Dude, uh, as of like four years ago, it was his favorite band in the entire world. So okay. I've never heard of them. They're they, have, they, did they that, have one song. One song. One song worth listening to. And he said it's his favorite band. So good for him. Um I actually like Josh Morrow. Um Yeah, he's a good guy. Yeah. Well, I'm not, for whatever I'm not, reason, I'm not, it was like a weird well, we always had like a weird like. I don't know if he thought that I didn't like him because I was very anti Lakewood for such a long time, and then like he thought he was the spokesperson for Lakewood. But like we get along very well now. You were anti Lakewood. I just think that there it's not as cool as everybody thinks it is. It's I mean it's a nice spot. There's not enough parking, and it just needs. First, I heard out. that everyone thought it was cool. Everybody thinks Lakewood's cool. 
It's all right. You sound like the guy that's like, all your friends are getting iPods, and you're like, I'm going to stick with my CD player. <laughs> I had a Zoom. I, like, I, I yeah. Like, of course you had a I thought it was the future of music. You could share music with people. All right. Well, I guess that's a good way yeah. <laughs> to end oh, everything. Oh. Um, Jason Alterno, follow him at the things. Go to his thing. Uh, Joe happy. Briggs. Jason, oh, we don't stick around and talk after this. I click end and then it's over. So is there anything oh. you want to say to me or the people? No. Thanks for having me. All right. I will text you, uh, Joe. I'll Thanks, text man. you. Bye, guys. Bye. Right. If you liked anything that you heard on this podcast or you want to become a stranger yourself, make sure you go to patreon.com backslash W-I-R-R to hear out all the things that you have been missing on this episode, uh, the things that we cut out, the good stuff that we uh, saved for our strangers, and you can also sign up to see the video podcast so you can see us uh, live and in person, ad-free, with no edits at all, patreon.com backslash W-I-R-R.